You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio based or banner ads, but on a case by case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at two, five, ten, or twenty-five dollars and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hooray! Delicious Volume 1, Life Tastes Good, is finally at Amazon United States. What is delicious, you ask? Imagine a land where all your favorite foods live as human girls. Here in charming a la carte, under the floating city of heavenly delight, we meet Ramen, a young cook trying to run a restaurant with her family of pastas as they end up in all sorts of wacky adventures and hijinks as these strong, eccentric characters pursue their dreams and passions. Delicious is a beautifully drawn comedy series, which is now finally available to buy in the United States. Click on the banner on one of us, order today, and join in the fun now, because Delicious Volume 2, Yum Yum Yum, is coming really soon. A perfect gift for your child, or those of you who are forever young at heart. One of us strongly recommends this one. The fact or process of being set free from legal, social, or political restrictions, liberation, emancipation. Hello, this is Bradley Martin, and Apple Plus, the streaming service, presents Emancipation, starring Will Smith, directed by Antoine Fuqua, writer Bill College. Now, this is the story about a photo, and that photo is the the horrific, uh, disturbing, and inhumane practice of slavery all in one photograph. It is a brilliant photo. It is a photo everyone should see. It is a photo that never should have been allowed to exist if only mankind could not be so disgusting. But I'm going to get off my soapbox. For a little a better synopsis, Emancipation is about a man named Peter who is drafted into the army after Abraham Lincoln signs into effect the Proclamation of Emancipation in 1863, I believe it was. And all the southern states, Louisiana in this case, is like, well, boo to that. <laughs> so they draft Peter into their war, have him build a railroad assist in building a railroad as a slave and his journey is to escape that and head back to his family with me to discuss this movie someone who always makes sure to discuss things on reviews with the utmost respect after i introduce him this way neil is with us hello and also, I have Chad with us. Heyo! And someone who on past reviews has dropped a lot of tidbits of historical facts and knowledge, Gina is with us. Oh, you're so kind. So kind. How do you hold their neighbors? So, 
We got Antoine Fuqua, who's known for his, I would say, anxiety-driven thriller sequences. Training Day. And Will Smith, who's known to be kind of an indestructible hero in a lot of his films. Does the blend of these two styles work for you? Uh, Did the anxiety uh, rev up at all? Were you stressed about Peter being caught? Or not being caught. I I was mildly stressed that maybe Will Smith would get caught. That's a thing. I I think I get you got to sell your movie, but I think this would have done better with not so big of an actor. And he's good. He's really good. He Will Smith it up like he's committed to the character. Like I, I believe him. I just for me it was a lot like when Tom Cruise is running. No one's gonna catch him. I mean, that's not in his contract. What did you two think, uh, Gina? Uh, I I feel like, for me personally, uh, it wasn't that Will Smith was not a relatable protagonist or narrator. Uh This film, you know, I'll I'll, I'll go easy on it, man. You know... When I found out that this guy did Training Day and Equalizer, it made a it made so much more sense now why I enjoyed those films but disliked the way he handled this film. But in regards to the suspense and tension, a lot of this film suffers from just tone deafness in a way that lacks to me it just lacks any type of nuance when covering this type of material. So with me, I didn't feel any tension just because it was like, well, come on. He's a black man running from a white man. How you think this <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just fucking tone deaf, bro. Like, and it, it doesn't, there's no real setup either. I just, somebody else. I, unfortunately, the setup is only like 20 seconds. So Will Smith is yeah. with his family and then he's taken from his family and he's like, I got to get back to my family. It, it, there you go. There's your movie, you know? And there's all things that happened to this that were true. It's based on the story of Gordon, um, who was also named Peter. But Gordon was the actual slave in the Civil War who had the story. He escaped his plantation. Like, most of the story is true. But I, my my big gripe with it is that it's 2022 and we're, we're making a slave movie and the writer wasn't even black. And that we still had like it, it still tried to show the civil war for what it was. Cause we have been dealing with, uh, you know, the sons and daughters of the Confederacy and all the monuments that went off, went up and, you know, all this stuff that happened that we kind of just tried to erase like, Oh, it wasn't fought for slavery. It was fought for States rights. That has been a hard uphill battle for years. <laughs> But to still see a scene where uh, there, there's a character in this movie who's basically the sidekick to um, uh, Ben Foster. Uh, he was black, but he wasn't a slave. He was working with this hunter. He's a hunter going against the runners. And when he comes up with his ultimate demise, you know, Peter basically just says, like, you're the worst one of them all, you know, and he kills him, essentially. Spoiler. I had a problem with that only because like, you know, being a slave in the South and finding a way out of, you know, not having to be a slave, like 
is that something that we really should be judging on the fly like that? Like there was no background on this character other than he was working for Jim Fassel. That's Ben Foster's character. Right. And I, I feel like he gets blamed for a lot in that scene, even though he really did any like, well, I mean, he's just trying. Yeah. Any other movie with, as you pointed out, nu- nuance, um, perhaps we would have known more about his survival that led him to that position. I love Ben. I love Ben Foster. Ben Foster. I feel like everything I watch him in, he's amazing. Even if he's in a crappy movie, um, his character motivation doesn't make sense to me at all because basically they sit by the campfire and he's like you know i had uh uh, somebody that raised me she was black but she taught me everything i loved her as a friend all these great things and then he says something to his dad his dad based dad kills her i'm assuming or he said they said they took care of it i'm assuming they killed her and then he's like then i took a train down south and now i'm a hunter or for runners and it's just like what Where's the motivation? There's there's more to that. His dad tells him essentially the the white supremacist, the great replacement theory that you give them an inch and they're going to take everything. But today, if they're eating at our table tomorrow, they own the table tomorrow. They own our land. Yeah. Like, I know that that's a huge racist bigotry talking point. Now, was that something going on? That kind of rhetoric in the Yeah. I would assume there were elements of it because Ben Foster is so selective and so good in these movies, that quiet campfire where we're finally getting, cause they had, they had kind of built the hunter up as almost magical indestructible, yeah, mystical. Yeah. You know, he hunts day and night. He always finds. And so you're kind of like, how is he that good? And you don't, you don't get any of that other than, his dad lays the early seeds of don't give them shit. Cause yeah, it takes care of it. He, and he says it took her three days to die. And the, the last thing oh, yeah, that's said right. was why, but then we don't, you know, that, that flip that switch with that kid, but then what, why he went into this career, you have no idea. And again, I'm having to fill in because they don't say is I took it as that love to the complete 180 to hate. She fooled me. Okay. Not that she was worth anything, but she fooled me so well. I can't let anyone else do that. That's my. I'm jumping over some gaps there, and how yeah, they sure. presented with the character. Yeah, oh, I, Gina, if you, you could get some insight on this for us here, <laughs> my brain is do about it. to like. Yeah. Melt. It was a mel- brain melting <laughs> movie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just. Gonna, I'm going to try to bullet point this so I'm concise, and this isn't a too long of a review. Things I did not like. We'll just start there. That accent. African-Americans, please stop trying to do African accents. You suck. You suck. You fucking suck. Again, I say African only because of the, in a diasporic context. So he's from Haiti, but he's not. He sounded like he was doing the blood diamond accent DiCaprio was doing. Bruh, I don't, I don't know what it was, but I could have easily did without it. And that's another thing too, because I understood that a non-black person wrote this, uh, because it, I compared this to Queen and Slim, like to go back to that character where he was like, oh, you know, the sellout, right? 
that was that philosophy embodied in that character, even though it was done superficial. Like this whole script is superficial. It's very vapid. It's very surface. This person doesn't understand black people, period. This is not a film for black people. Black people don't see this. It's not even slave or torture porn. It's just poorly handled. So when we get to the fire camp scene, by the way, please choose a muted color to do your. Oh my God. (laughs) That was nothing. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, bro. Like, that's like freshman year level film school. Like, come on. But when we go to the campfire, it wasn't that the kid loved her. The dynamic he was trying to explain was basically almost like a fall from grace or like Adam and Eve almost where this child was ignorant, innocent. He fed her extra breadcrumbs right when she was hungry. And so the father punished the son for being kind to people that are not viewed as human. So his justification as to why he's able to do this is because he was desensitized to the violence to something, not someone, something that took care of him. And treated him kindly. So his only real affection to the maid, the slave, is because she was kind. But he grew up and matured and knew the way of the world when his dad slit her throat and then left her out in the fields for three days to die slowly. So for me, and then the fact that they make him magical, like I'm watching the fucking Predator, like this nigga out here laying traps and shit. Like, bruh, if you don't get the fuck on, bruh. Like the fact that they're employing like action, tropey mechanics with a vapid understanding of just this entirety of everything. Like it's just, I can't, my brain. But you know what? I will say this. Um... The action, funny enough, as much as I think it's was the only reason why <laughs> Amazing. I could even sit through this film. Like, once you just realize, you're like, you know what? None of this really happened. You have to, like, separate yourself. You actually have well, to Well, it's, it's really two films. It, it almost seems like it. Yes. Just it, uh, two-thirds of it is him escaping. And the third act is uh, Peter joining the army, the Louisiana Native Corps. Or Native Guard? Native Guard. Antoine Fuqua, very excellent violence director, I think. Yes. Uh, but the screenplay writer wasn't interested in history at all, I felt. Like. No. Like, I was waiting for the explanation how Peter and his wife got to stay together with all these kids mm-hmm. in what looked like their own personal dwelling. That was something as to where they met on the plantation. They were able to keep their family. But then again... That would mean, though, that the way that plantation was being ran would have a completely different type of culture behind it. Not saying the overseer would be nice, quote unquote, but if they're talking about, oh, I'm going to sell you, they wouldn't be selling those slaves because the investment is in the healthiness of the slaves and the healthiness of their offspring. You keep two slaves together and they family on on the property, that's generations of labor. Why would I sell that? I'm not yeah. going to get that money oh. back. Like if you look at it economically, that's an overseer who wouldn't sit up here like, oh, I'm Kiki and we besties. But no, I will take care of them humanely to ensure the longevity. And I get the, you know, so there's a, but that wasn't even the tone of the plantation. She was for real. On. It was just, I, there's a slight reference that 
Peter was the best blacksmith he had. Yeah. And it, and it may have been he had got the extra privilege, but it's not covered. It's only inferred Peter was the top artisan at being a blacksmith. And when he was conscribed into the Southern Army, maybe they didn't care about the family unit anymore. And that's why they were selling her off. I'm just, Again, yeah. it's just another thread that just like, oh, here's a little character development. All right, see ya. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> quick off the cuff <sighs> character development. Uh, Peter unquestionably and unconditionally believes in God, which is beautiful. That's beautiful, that's right? Good for him. But then we we have we have a scene where this slave is like kind of berating Peter, like, "Where is God here, man?" Where? And then the very next scene, we have slave owners at the whip. Reading from the book of Matthew to the slaves and how God wants them to be slaves. Well, if you notice that character, the 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 railroad camp preacher is black too, right? And he's cool. Yes, he's re. It's almost if you think of like a war camp, they'd have a recording of propaganda on a loop. He was on a loop because he was only quoting those three or four things of how the Bible says slaves will obey their masters and their their master's will is absolute all that old testament shit and when the moment you're talking about when peter's confronted he's got no answer and i don't know if that's a message that fuqua is trying to put that only god can only go so far you can't answer those big enough questions when confronted i don't know because yeah i found it interesting they're christian and they're from haiti but then when confronted in all this world of shit they're in where's your god now yeah it's it his his belief is challenged and that's it like he 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 brushes it off a lot of the plot or the the emotional beats in this script wise at least with that particular scene it's all about just kind of conflating and watering down these really huge nuanced concepts so when you're talking about religion yeah they're from haiti but this is also this understanding that Again, this person does not know their history because black folks, African folks, diasporic, African black, all that, we knew about God. What? We didn't teach you that either? I thought so, we, we taught you everything. You know, right. Like, not, did, did exactly Peter believe so in the like, Western God or a God from his own? <laughs> no, that's it, where I was confused. Had a cross. It, exactly. And my whole thing is that the point of me saying that is we know spirituality like it's insulting that this diatribe between them would even happen because it wouldn't have if someone is questioning why god is allowing this to happen we don't question that as black folks as black christians you won't ever see them question why god is doing this if there's a god it's more so just like you're convinced that this is some type of like challenge you need to overcome right and so it's it's just tone deaf. That's that's the best way I can say it. Because that conversation was supposed to be like, he didn't brush him off. He literally is just like, you know what? There's no point in questioning it because you just have to have faith. And that was the whole point about this film. It was a weird Christian undertone about faith. Because at the end, what happened though? He got to see his family, did he not? He was protected, was he not? Right? This whole entire journey. The other people around him are all dead. 
And if you notice, they didn't listen to him or they didn't believe, you know what I mean? So it has this really like kind of preachy undertone. Yeah. Where it's like the person who believes in God the most is the one who makes it. And so for me, it's just the only good thing about it is Will Smith making that dumbass bottom lip quiver the whole movie and have that Keanu Reeves like syndrome where they can only emote their face in like one way. Um, you know, that's pretty much it. But I, I just, this film just, I don't know. I don't know where I'm at in life. <laughs> Why don't you carry that? Or let's go into our final thoughts. I want to give you the last word actually, Gina. Chad, will you start us? Yeah. I mean, again, I, my big thing is, especially when you're doing historical work with the civil war, like we've had to deal with so much shit to get rid of all the Jim Crow, the, 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 the bullshit that was fed to all of us post post civil war, because we, we still had save slavery. It just wasn't called slavery anymore. You know, it had different names and, Prison. I just, prison. Yeah, prison. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, There you go. Um, and you know, cops became the hunters. You know what I mean? Like it. it, It's all stuff that it's 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 in our core, and we don't know it. But the more we know it, the more we can address it now. Even though it's way way later than it should be. So a film like this upsets me because okay, maybe if this was built or uh shot in 95 and be like all right well it was shot by a bunch of white dudes fine okay whatever but again i feel like this is such a i don't know where to start where to save this i just i, I it's just underwhelming it's not the worst thing ever because we've addressed that the action scenes are pretty fucking cool but those really don't happen like there's some action running scenes like if you like running there's a lot of that um <laughs> but you don't really get the the civil war action shit until the end all in all it's just it, it was underwhelming it was just not focused there could have been so much more split down the middle not nah, split down the middle i'll go 0.5 over the middle 5.5 uh white guilts out of 10 all right Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, it's Neil. <laughs> well, it, it sounds like I may have quote unquote enjoyed this more than everybody else, but it was that's okay. I, th- I think it was the the look. I found the look really fascinating. That it wasn't black and white, and it wasn't color, and it shifted, and it it wasn't exactly linear. Of like Peter's deeper and deeper ventures into the swamp that the or closer to quote unquote freedom, more color would come in. It was, it was very selective. And I did feel Smith was very committed, at least physically to this role. And I didn't know, I did not feel any attention if he's going to get caught or not based on a true story. Whenever they start that most of the time, our character is going to make it to the finish line. At least the finish line we assume is in front of us, but the hell he's going to go through to get it, I think is the, the equivalent of the tension I got. And while they don't give you much background on his background, he is pretty smart and very MacGyver-ish going through all this. Um, which leads to, like, my rating. I'm going to give it 6 out of 10 uses for honeycombs. 
So for me, this this is an action movie. I wouldn't recommend this to anyone who wanted like, oh, what what can I learn more about slavery? Be like, <laughs> go read Colson Whitehead novels and watch his adaptations. This it's a mess. I I was confused a lot of the time. Like, why is an action thriller in this slave history period? I mean, they drop so many cryons of facts, like. The Emancipation Proclamation signed by Abraham Lincoln and how a lot of Southern plantation owners were like, screw you, Lincoln. That's what we think of that. And it is incredible action. War is hell is definitely present here in that third act. So I'm going to go six out of ten alligator death rolls. And uh, Gina, if you could close for us with your final thoughts. I just want to I want to preface this short. Watchmen. Lovecraft Country. There was a, there was the opening in Watchmen, I believe. There's ways you can dramatize historical events and capture the emotional impact as best as you can in a short amount of time. You know what I mean? Now bring up Lovecraft Country because again, it's set in a historical time, right? Even and it it doesn't specifically talk about anybody historically, but a lot of that show touches upon a lot of the topics and relevant topics. They had an episode with Emmett mm-hmm. Till. Yeah, like, yep. yeah. Oh, that, yeah, they did. Such a good they show. They absolutely did. So again, yeah. there's shows that do it right. You know, you can talk about Django and Chain. You could talk about a whole bunch of movies. I, for me, it's there's enough there to where even if they wanted to keep it surface level, they could have kept a surface level and still did way more with it. Uh, for me... It's interesting that this was promoted, but a lot of folks were not willing to go see the movie called Till, which was more so from the mother's perspective. So I just thought it was interesting how people respond to these films with a black male lead versus a black woman lead, which is a whole nother topic. But at the end of the day, I mean, personally, I just want to see a good film. And if you're going to talk about someone who... Granted, we don't know their previous life because it's not like they kept the best records on us. If you were actually a, a a writer of color or a black writer who actually gave a shit, you could actually create something to where when anybody watches this, they walk away with a deeper understanding of who this person was just because of shared humanity and empathy. Um, but at the end of the day, like this film, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about Apple Plus. You know, I I think I may cancel my goddamn subscription because y'all really fucking tried it with this fucking movie and you know you did. You white people, listen to me. Do not watch this movie and then try to start a conversation with your black friend. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't watch it and try to bring it up casually. We do not care. We do not want to watch this movie. Please leave us alone. With that being said, <laughs> um, you know... Uh, so I will give this um, four out of ten. Ooh. <laughs> four out of ten times. I really just wanted to get up and never return to this film ever again. <laughs> hey, 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 Gina. Yes. I, don't, I don't know if you've ever heard of this movie. <laughs> I just saw it's called it's it's called Green Book. It was really interesting. <laughs> I, it really kind of like gave me a perspective, like yeah, yeah. you know, like I could be an ally. <laughs> yeah, 
You know what? And I'll say this on the record. I Queen and Slim, I give you an extra star. I, <laughs> because of this fucking movie. Okay. Lena Waif, you're off my shit list. You're 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 I please, somebody, anybody. <laughs> Take the wheel.